You're listening to the Independent News Hour on 99.5 FM. I'm your, your host, John Tarleton, editor-in-chief of the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website. Uh, before we continue on with our next segment, I want to encourage everyone who can do so on this Giving Tuesday to give generously to WBAI and help keep shows like this on the air. You can give by calling 516-620-3602 or going straight to give2wbai.org. Again, that phone number is 516-620-3602. You can make a one-time donation or better yet, sign up as a WBAI buddy for $10 per month or more and help keep WBAI and shows like this on the air. So uh, with our, our next segment, uh, we're going to uh, return to the, the pandemic with COVID-19 infection numbers climbing here in New York City and across the state. It's looking like we'll need every hospital bed that we can find this winter. Yet, in East Flatbush, Brooklyn, the Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Center is slated to be closed at the end of this month. Founded in 1925, Kingsbrook is a public safety net hospital that was packed with COVID patients last spring. So what's going on here? How is this possible? Well, this evening, we're joined by Joanne Brown, one of the healthcare workers at Kingsbrook, who is trying to rally support for keeping the hospital open, at least through the pandemic. Joanne, thanks for uh, joining us uh, this evening on uh, the Independent News Hour. Hi, John. Thanks for having me back to talk about the closure of Kingsbrook Jewish Medical, Medical Center. You bet. Uh, so, first of all, uh, uh, can you uh, walk us through the current situation at Kingsbrook as far as uh, what has already been uh, uh, dismantled and what is uh, what else is scheduled to happen uh, by the end of this month uh, when the when the hospital is supposed to close? Yes. So as we know, the, the hospital is scheduled to close by uh, December 31st of this year. Um, on August 13th, we uh, closed one of the medical surgical units, which is about 41 beds. So right now we're operating with about 122 medical surgical beds. Those are the beds that are available to care for COVID-19 patients. Um, as we're, uh, they are still accepting admissions. Um, we do have about 80% capacity of our medical surgical unit right now. That uh, the census today was about 97 patients on those on those units. Um, we are caring for COVID patients. Uh, as we begin to ramp down and move towards the closure, um, the staff is starting to transition into their new jobs. Um, they are beginning to train for their new jobs. So we are seeing more and more agency nurses. These are nurses that are working in, by contract. Right now, the number is about 30% agency nurses to 70% staff. Uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to see that um, that number of agency nurses is going to increase probably closer to 50%. Um, so the with regards to whether or not this is going to move forward, um, yes, and still continuing to move forward. And the big uh, elephant in the room is regarding Governor Cuomo's announcement yesterday that he is requiring all hospitals to plan to add 50% capacity, just like we did in the spring. Uh, as we know, the state is our, the architect in orchestrating the closure of these acute care beds at Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Center. Uh, so we're very curious to see if they're going to continue to quietly close this hospital while they ask all the other hospitals to increase capacity by 50 percent. Yeah, actually, we uh, we have a clip here from Governor Cuomo's press conference yesterday uh, that we're going to play in a moment in which he speaks about how the state is preparing as the number of COVID-19 infections uh, spread across New York. 
Let's see if we have that uh, queued up now. So we will have a limited ability to bring resources from upstate to downstate like we did in the spring or from downstate to upstate because literally every region is dealing with a hospital issue now. And you look at those curves, uh, they're all going up at an alarming rate. So uh, in the new battlefield, hospital capacity is the top concern. You heard that. In the new battlefield, hospital capacity is the top concern. Joanne Brown, your reaction? Uh, 100%. And with regards to Kingsbrook, hospital capacity has to be matched with staffing, right? So as we continue to transition staff away from uh, being, you know, core members of Kingsbrook Jewish Medical Center to our sister, uh, our system um, hospitals, you know, we will continue to add agency nurses if it's possible. Um, you know, as we hear from the from the governor, um, our hospitals upstate are are under a load that we did not see in the spring. So this is a, a whole new um, a whole new twist to the story of closing a safety net hospital in Brooklyn. That we're not going to have upstate doctors and nurses and uh, staff to come and bail us out. Um, so we need every available bed, and that 122 bed is important right now. And if we can get back to 41 that we lost on August 13th, we'll be even greater uh, participating in fighting COVID in East Flatbush, which was the hardest hit in all of the five boroughs outside of Queens. Right. And when we're talking about beds, uh, that, that can sound like a, like a dry statistic, but that that could be someone's life in a in a few more weeks or you know throughout the winter that's at stake depending whether those beds are there or not uh, so real quick can you just describe a little bit more who comes to kingsbrook who uses the hospital right so kingsbrook is located um in east Flappish and on the border of crown heights and um Mostly uh, it's of West Indian and Caribbean descent. Um, our patients are over 50. They have multiple comorbidities like heart disease, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes. And as we know, those particular and chronic heart disease and those particular comorbidities make COVID even more deadly. Um, and Mostly, it has acted like a safety now hospital, and many of our patients are people who have been coming to this hospital for decades. They rely on it. Uh, in addition, we have a nursing home that is part of the campus, and when our nursing home residents get sick, they're transferred to Kingsbrook, which is right across, literally across the street, and their family members rely on the fact that they stay in the neighborhood. Um, so it is a safety net and a community hospital and has been serving, you know, those those people for decades and they really rely on it. And when we tell the community that the hospital is closing, they are, they are shocked and they cannot believe that they are losing this resource. Right. Now we, we covered the uh, looming uh, closure of your hospital in the November print edition of the independent. And uh, you know, there, there's some, uh, there's some uh, funky angles to this story and which revolve around why on earth this is uh, happening uh, can you uh, walk our listeners a little bit through uh, the real estate connection here and uh, uh, the, a prominent developer who's uh, been a longtime campaign donor to Governor Cuomo, I understand, is uh, right in the thick of all this. 
Right. So before um, the beginning of the pandemic, uh, affordable housing has always been um, very important to this part of central Brooklyn. Both the assembly member and the senator who um, are in the district have worked very hard in the state Senate to get affordable housing. So when the plan came for one Brooklyn Health to be consult- to be emerged and for part of the Kingsburg campus to become affordable housing, it was very well received. However, um, there is a real estate developer that is on the board that is directing, um, uh, not directing the uh, development of the property uh, for affordable housing, but he does exist on the board and does have real estate ties. We're not 100% sure if that housing is going to be affordable to the percentage of the uh, area mean income that we need, that uh, the people of the community want and fought for. Uh, we hope that it will be part of the schedule, which will be, you know, somewhere between 50% of the um, area mean income. But um, only time will tell. It, it really is about how much it's going to cost the developer to build those buildings and for him what what. He, she, and these companies can get out of the out of the process. So um, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with with those with those buildings that are going to be built and who they're going to serve. Right, and and just so we're not being cryptic here, the, uh, the real estate developer's name is a billionaire named uh, Alexander Roft, uh, who originally made a, a fortune, I believe, in uh, Ukrainian fertilizer, um, and came to America and has given uh, more than $350,000 in campaign donations uh, between himself and his wife to Cuomo since 2010. Um, it, it does leave you wondering if he's, uh, you know, going to get something in return for all his uh, generous support for the governor over the years. Well, he is on the board of directors of one Brooklyn health system. And um, yeah, I mean, it, again, it remains to be seen. Um the closure of the hospital is part of an ongoing um, dismantling of station at hospitals in Brooklyn. We've lost four since 2003, two of those hospitals in black and brown neighborhoods. Those are hundreds of beds that could have served COVID patients. But for, for the New York State Health Department to say that um, those hospitals were never at capacity and so we need to start whittling away at them, it just goes to show you when we come to a situation like a pandemic, and we need 100% capacity, having a hospital that only exists at 65% capacity should be the standard. So between the real estate, the affordable housing, and then whittling away at safety net hospitals, Medicare, Medicaid beds, and hospital capacity, it's just, it's just a, a perfect storm that has blown up in everyone's faces here. Right. And uh, so what are you all doing at this point uh, to try to stop the closure from happening, to try to get it at least postponed until the end of the pandemic? So we've been very active with the local community boards. Community Board 17 um, has been very active. Community Board 14, Human Services Committee, held a meeting letting their board members in the community know. Um, We've been flyering in the neighborhood letting the community know. Um, The Independent, both print and radio, has helped us. We've had several other media outlets. Um, let, you know, publicize the closure. And I think now that we've moved past the election, uh, we can really focus on, and, and if we can leverage the fact that there is a hypocrisy going on right now, that the state is closing a hospital while they ask every other hospital to increase their capacity by 50%, all we can do is let the community know and get the community to get the elected officials 
to understand this is not the right time. We are in a public health emergency. Right. Uh, and, and we just have a, a, another minute or so here. Uh, just switching away a little bit from the situation at, at your hospital, uh, nurses and healthcare workers across the country are being overwhelmed with uh, with COVID patients as the pandemic uh, continues to spread, and and many of these people are ending up in the hospital because you know because of choices they made, including you know traveling on over the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. Uh, I guess how how is people's morale doing in, in facing a, a second winter of of uh, risking your lives to save people, and not only as individual make, individuals make poor choices sometimes, but obviously as our government makes uh, all kinds of uh, terrible uh, decisions, and, and you all are on the front lines and have to bear the brunt of that. Uh, we we are all incredibly stressed out um, by the fact that there is inevitably a second wave that is coming towards us. Right. Uh, so all the health care workers, all the nurses, I mean, everyone um, has been emotionally drained by the events of the spring. And to think that this is going to happen again just leaves you listless. Um, and then for us, particularly in our facility that is closing and we are in such limbo, makes it even uh, more stressful. Um, and then having to intersect with um, agency nurses while they are wonderful. They require a lot of orientating, especially in the beginning. So as more staff leaves and more agency people come in, that's more pressure on the staff who has stayed to orient and make sure that the, the ship is running properly. So we are, particularly in Kingsbrook, very stressed out. And I would say in New York City, uh, everyone is really just on edge. Okay, well, we'll have to leave it there. But Joanne Brown from Kingsburg Jewish Medical Center, thank you uh, for joining us once again uh, on WBAI. Uh, thank you, John. Thanks for having me back again. You bet. And we thank you for, for your service and the courage of you and all the other healthcare workers. And, of course, encourage all our listeners to wear their masks and be uh, safe and be careful and you know, save your own life and uh, protect others, including uh, our healthcare workers.